Let's get these blessings started. It's time to pray with me, and I'm your host, Pamela Staten. I'm dedicating today's podcast to Tony C. Woohoo! He's done it again. Tony, thank you so much for all the opportunities that you bring to me. I am so grateful. You're truly my guardian angel. Tony will hear this six o'clock at night because he listens later in the day. But nonetheless, he listens. Good morning, everybody. Let us pray and celebrate the addition of New Zealand. Yay! The region of Manawatu, to be specific. So I had to look them up. And they are packed with great scenery, driving routes, and wildlife. They are the country's richest culture and heritage stories. They were established in 1989, not that long ago, 30,000 population and kiwi farming is the number one culture there. They have stunning emerald lakes and they house the remains of a red crater. Well, thank you, New Zealand, for joining us. And that brings our listening total up to 9,452. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand. You know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know. But when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, Dear God, I've tried my best. Amen. As I open up my Bible at the start of each day, get your Bible, get your Bible, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray, Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I say. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord, the blessings of your son. 
for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the beginning of, at the ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created, and the lives of those I love. There is nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. Amen. And let us continue to pray. God, give us a spirit of unity. O Lord, for Christ is not divided. Where true grounds for godly unity exists, let us joyfully embrace it. Let us never fall prey to a party spirit, but always rejoice in the common ground that we share with all true Christians. Amen. I love that. Rejoice in the common ground. Okay, hope you have your Bibles because we're going to look at Ephesians just briefly. To walk worthy of our calling by God, uh, we must be lowly, meek, patient, loving, and seekers of unity and peace. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 2 says, With all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Our basis of unity with other believers is described in verses 4 to 6. So let's read that. Verse 4 in chapter 4 of Ephesians says, There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. Amen. Note that these qualities described here let us practically enjoy this unity. Amen. All right, stay with us. We'll be back with more. Gonna read everything today. Gonna read everything. Stay right there. As we continue, let us fast from hostility and feast on non-resistance. Let us fast from bitterness and feast on forgiveness. Let us fast from self-control and feast on the compassion for others. Let us fast from personal anxiety and feast on eternal truth. Let us fast from discouragement and feast on hope. Let us fast from facts that depress and feast on thoughts that uplift us. Let us fast from lethargy and feast on enthusiasm. Let us fast from suspicion and 
feast on truth. Let us fast from thoughts that weaken and feast on promises that inspire. Let us fast from shadows of sorrow and feast on the sunlight of serenity. Let us fast from idle gossip and feast on purposeful silence. Amen. In Touch Magazine, it says it's impossible to live in this world without ever facing doubt, confusion, or apprehension. The Word of God doesn't dismiss these concerns. Instead, it tells us what to do when we're afraid. The best response is to admit your fears to the Lord and trust Him to work out the situation according to His will and His timing. Many people want to hold anyone but God responsible for their adversity. That's because they can't reconcile why a good God would allow their situation. What they fail to realize is that the Lord is sovereign over everything, including the events of each believer's life. Every single event, listeners, every single one. And even hardships have a purpose in his plan. They can be tools for strengthening our faith and maturing us spiritually. When we choose to trust the Lord with our fears and uncertainties, we are promised a better outcome than anything we could have fashioned ourselves. Read Proverbs 3. If you're going through difficulty, remember that God has taken account of your miseries And even in these circumstances, he is for you. Yield to him and let him accomplish his purposes through your trials. When you trust in God, you have no reason to be afraid. Amen. And God's purpose for your life today says, don't debate. The Lord has dominion over the forces of evil and will always be victorious. To take hold of this, we must understand that the way the enemy undermines us is that he will debate with us about whether what God has said is true. He does so to tempt us to doubt the Lord. It's important that we do not underestimate the enemy's effectiveness as a debater. The devil has argued with the greatest minds throughout history since the world began. His goal is to get us to overthink a matter until we are utterly obsessed and confounded by it. We can't sleep. We cannot get away from it. It's in every thought, every conversation. It is then he can confuse us to the point where we no longer trust the Father. Don't fall for this trap. Don't fall for this trap. Stop trying to figure out everything because all you're really doing is debating with the enemy. 
and he's much better at it than you are. Instead, resist him by quoting God's word and expressing your trust that the Lord always leads you to victory. Again, read Proverbs 3. Okay, Jesus, I will not lean on my understanding, but trust you completely, knowing that you will always lead me to triumph. Amen. Amen. In God's way, day by day, always a good message. Isaiah 62. As the, bri- as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall God rejoice over you. Oh, how our Heavenly Father longs to have you run into his arms to accept his acceptance and to enjoy his presence. You have been given the ability and prerogative to ignore him. You can continue on your own way and rebel against his desire for a close fellowship. But why not look at him fully and see the love that he has for you? Why not choose to be the recipient of his love and accept his relationship? Perhaps you're reluctant to believe God accepts you fully because you're afraid that you might one day lose his acceptance and love. Nothing, my friend. Absolutely nothing can destroy your acceptance by God or diminish his love extended to you. Not now, not ever. Amen. Aren't those comforting words? Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. Isaiah 64, verse 8. You are our Father. We are the clay, you are our potter, and all we are the work of your hand. God is the potter, we are the clay. He is the one who gives us the commands, we are the ones who obey. He never has to explain himself, he never has to ask permission. He is shaping us over into the image of his son regardless of the pain and heartache that that may require. Those lessons are learned a little easier when we remember that we are not in charge. He is. I guess we're going to hear this the rest of our lives, listeners, and every day, because it's true. We are not in charge. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Because I'm in charge of this podcast. (laughs) We'll be right back. Observe and obey all these words which I command you that it may go well with you and your children after you forever. When you do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. And that's Deuteronomy 12, 28. 
Success is the fulfillment of divine purpose, while prosperity is having enough divine provision to overcome obstacles. Once you press out of one situation, one realm, or one domain, you will rise to a new level of strength with a greater capacity to influence your new situation or domain. In other words, you will go from one glory to another, from one level of strength to a greater one. When you learn to build on your experiences, adding to your faith, you will live successful kingdom life as ambassadors of God's glorious kingdom. You will progress from one level of success and provision to another as you develop godly ability and character. So be sure to work on building your godly ability and character. Bow your head. I will not give up during times of testing. I will press toward the mark knowing that those who remain steadfast under a trial will receive the crown of life you promised to those who love you. The trying of my faith builds spiritual muscles that give me strength to get through the next trial. I decree and declare that I only progress, I do not regress. I move forward into my destiny no matter what obstacles come my way. In the name of Jesus, amen. What an awesome prayer. That's from Cindy Trippin, commanding your morning. Okay, 2 Peter 1. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, add godliness, to godliness, add brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, add love. For if these things are yours and abound you, you will never be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When Peter says, for this very reason, he is referring to having been called to partake in God's divine nature. As an ambassador, you are called to represent your heavenly father in the earthly realm. Okay, ambassadors, that's you listeners. We're ambassadors. You are to represent him. You are to present him again in every avenue of secular interaction. The world has formulated an erroneous and limited concept of God, and you are called to demonstrate his greatness through your lifestyle. Okay, listeners, God has called you to be his showcase on earth. Everything about you should reflect the glories of the kingdom from the clothes you wear to the way you talk. Everything that speaks to your station and quality of life, all should demonstrate 
the limitless glories of the kingdom of God. Bow your head. I arise today in your strength and declare that I am called to be a world-class leader within my sphere of influence. I bear your light in a world of darkness. I will not let circumstances distract me from fulfilling my purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. I feel while we're on our knees praying, so to speak, let us keep going with prayers from the wilderness. Dear Lord, last night I went to bed with anxiety and troubles in my heart. I know that that was not you, nor is it your desire for me. So as I begin a new day, I pray your peace will surround me and enter into my spirit. You have blessed me with a new dawning. My body is not in pain. No trauma exists in my life and my loved ones are safe. Everything is not perfect, but I desire to rest in your peace and recognize the many ways, the many, many, many ways you are visible in my life. Before I start this day, I already know that I do not want to bring yesterday's frustrations into today's divine blessings. No way. So Father, I appeal to you for the peace of God which passeth all understanding. I surrender my finances, I surrender my worries, I surrender my loneliness and any weapon that the adversary will throw at me to your power and to your peace. As you answer my requests, I pray that I will become fixated on your presence and my connection to you. Lord, as I enter into your perfect peace, please stay close to me. I do not desire to be out of your presence. I want to experience you in every situation throughout my day. When a crisis arises, let peace rule. When I become frazzled, send peace to rescue my spirit. When tears form in my eyes, let peace wipe them away. Father, I love you, and I am filled with gratitude for the love you give so freely and the peace that accompanies your presence. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Isaiah 26, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord is everlasting strength. Amen. And you know my favorite prayer, where there is faith, there is love. 
where there is love, there is peace. Where there is peace, there is God. And where there is God, there is no need. Amen. I pray you have no need today. Be right back. And now trust in God day by day. You are never too old to grow in your thinking. Philippians 4, 8. Whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. The way you think is voluntary you can control your thoughts. I want you to give your brain a new job and begin to teach your mind to work for you instead of against you. One important way to do this is to make the intentional decision that you will begin to think positively. I realize your brain won't be able to fulfill the new role completely overnight. You may be asking it to undergo a radical transformation and that will take some time, so give it a little grace, but determine that with your diligence and God's help, your brain will go to work for you instead of against you and become a powerful, positive force in your life. The human brain takes 18 years to grow and a lifetime to mature. Don't miss this point. Although every other organ in the body is fully formed when a person is born and just simply gets bigger as the body gets bigger, the brain actually takes a full 18 years to be fully formed. After that, it continues to mature until the day a person dies. This means no matter how old you are, your brain is still maturing. This is great news because it means you do not have to be stuck in any old or wrong thought patterns. Your brain is still maturing, so you can still mature in your thinking immediately. Remember that it takes a lifetime for your brain to mature. So trust that it is never, ever, ever 
too late to change your mind. Amen. Wow, that's powerful. I didn't know that. Hmm. So anyone 17, your brain is not fully developed. <laughs> that's one way of putting it. Hmm. God is so good. I tell you, when we welcome him into our day, you should feel a freshness just pour over you. Again, none of this is hard, listeners. None of it. Not one bit of it is hard. Just let God take over. Give it to him. I was a little frustrated yesterday. I felt it coming on. I was just overwhelmed. And it's hard to make decisions when you're a little flustered and stressed and just, you know, anxiety and who, you know, just wanting to get everything under control. But when you step back, Okay, number one, look up to God and directly, I mean straight up, ask him for help, understanding, direction, guidance. Just say, Jesus, take the wheel and then close your eyes, get in the bed and shut it down because God will start talking to you immediately and as you get the instruction your body will begin to you know take life again any headache you had will start to dwindle and you will start to see the light ideas start flooding solutions start flooding it's all God it's all God, nobody else but God, but we got to get out of the way and we got to really truly shut it down and give it to him. Please do it so you can join me in my happiness, my content, my confidence, my peace, trying to lead by example over here. I'm trying to lead by example. I share with you real time what is going on in my life. And I tell you, God is going on in my life. Make sure soon you can say the same, if not already. Thank you for coming to pray with me. We did it again. We got these blessings started. Have a great one. Come back tomorrow. God loves you. Bye for now.